You're listening to the Fan Club Podcast, where two polar opposites discover each other's fandoms for the very first time. Hey guys, and welcome to the Fan Club Podcast. My name is Matthew. This is Sarah. And today is episode 39, and the second episode of Moon Knight. We are covering episodes 3 and 4. We finished the show today, and to be completely honest with you, several hours later, I still don't know how to feel about it. Is it the same as how you felt with Wanda, or not Wanda, uh, Falcon and Loki? Because Loki, you still have questions about Loki. I don't know, because I think it's because, especially in episode five, it goes completely off the rails. And, like, these are the two episodes that, in t- today's episode that we're covering, is... that was, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like the show anymore. Um, I didn't... Where they were still semi-normal. But I, I was back in at episode five, but also I'm still very confused. I mean, you're, Moon Knight's one of those things where you don't really fully understand him. He's in the comics. He's even harder to understand. He has a version of him that fights like Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America. Yeah. But, um. So so far, where does this stack? So TV shows wise, having finished our obviously, we still have. Miss Marvel and She-Hulk to get to. Or the five that we have watched so far. So far, it goes WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, Falcon. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. So, Moon Knight's her least favorite. I For me... I don't know, honestly. Because for me, it goes... Maybe it is Falcon at the bottom. I think maybe Falcon's at the bottom. Okay. So, mine goes Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Falcon, Loki... Wanda. Loki and Falcon will swap depending on the mood I'm in. Yeah. Because I really like Moon Knight in the comics. He is a very, psychologically, he is a very interesting character. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm still, I... Just to put in perspective still, we are not therapists. We don't fully understand. Yeah, we're trying not to, uh, this will come into play a little bit more in episode five. Um, when we talk about episode five in the next episode on Friday, um, but we just like the clarify. psychological, the psychological aspects, we don't really have authority to be speaking on. We're just going to try to do it speak on from these. the show. Yeah. We're trying to just speak about the characters and not necessarily any parallels to real life disorders. Cause I don't want to say anything that is offensive or anything. Yes. Um, so if we say something offensive, let us know. I, I'm we're trying to go into this show and try to talk about the show in a just talk about the characters, talk about the facts. Yeah. And not try obviously we do bring in real life things, um, and like references to other fandoms and things like that, because that's just what we do but here. Really But there's um There's really not one like this. But What I'm trying to say is, like, we're trying specifically on that front. I don't want, I don't want to, it's a very serious disorder, and I don't want to offend anybody by saying anything We don't want to offend lightly. Yeah. We don't want to seem like we're... So I just, when we reference the, um, when we reference those types of... Personalities, things like that. We just want to reference it in reference to the show and the characters. We don't want to say it from, like... Because we're not therapists, so... Not in the slightest. So, episode three is entitled The Friendly Type. Yes. Um, And it opens with Layla getting her passport. Getting a fake passport. And the lady, the older lady in the scene, it took me a while to place her. Um, And at first I thought it was, like, 
a Harry Potter person. It's not. It's actually, um, if anyone's ever seen Orange is the New Black, um, she is Rosa, the older lady that has cancer um, it, in that show. Isn't Orange is the New Black the first Netflix original? Yeah, I believe so. In Orange is the New Black, she's, I believe she has a New York accent. Okay. And, and in real life, she's British. Um, and so I, like, had a hard time placing her, and I immediately thought she was from Harry Potter. Like, I thought she was, like, the fat lady or even, like, Aunt Marge or something, but it wasn't. It's, mm. um, yeah, she's from Orange is the New Black. And it's, like, I didn't place it at first, and then as soon as I placed it, I looked her up on IMDb, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to Arthur in the desert with his guys, and he has the scarab. Yes, the scarab that is leading them to... Um, amidst a uh, relic. Her, like, tomb. Yes, her tomb. Do they actually ever say tomb? Or do they just say relic? And all the while, Arthur does not know that Mark is in Egypt at all? No. Um, and... No, he gets told. Well, no, he gets told in this scene. Yeah, he's like, okay, boss, we have a problem. Mark's I, here. I thought Arthur was the one that, at the end of the last episode, I thought that Mark got taken there by Arthur. No. That's kind of how it made, made it seem. No, he was talking to Conchu at the end of it. He, he and Conchu remember they were talking in the, um, by the, uh, um, steeples. He says something, or Conchu says something along, or he's like, how are we going to get there for them? He's like, I have a way. And then it just, uh, the camera pans towards the sky. And then the next scene, you see him drinking in a Egyptian hotel, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. is the next scene. Yeah. Um. Mark basically finds these three guys on the roof, one, Dude, uh, three of Arthur's men. I don't think he's Arthur. No, he was looking for someone else, and then he saw he saw that those men killed the guy that he was trying to find. He's like, okay, now you're going to tell me the info then. Yeah, and, and then- you were making some interesting notes about this scene. So, from what it looks like, Slight spoils, there's another personality. This is strictly from the comics. You knew all along there was going to be three personalities. Yes. But there's a third personality. I imagine most people who are listening to these have seen the whole show. So I don't think this is spoiling. But that's the thing. You only know about the third just from a couple brief thing. Like the brief thing in episode five. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if you caught or not. Oh, the, it was the thing shaking. Yes. Yeah. And then the in-scene credit. We're the only two and this part in three that I'm about. Well, I, I think we kind of always had a suspicion. I think we always had a suspicion. suspicion. Can't talk, apparently. All along, we've kind of known that, like, Steven is the really docile one. Mark is kind of the more assertive one. But, but they weren't, Mark wasn't violent. No. So, here's the thing. When they both black out, if you remember from episode... Is that episode one? When he goes to Germany? When he blacks out like that, all the people are dead around. In this scene, Mark disarms. He doesn't attack. It's more in self-defense. So Mark doesn't like to kill. He... Yeah, he disarms. So... Yeah. Like, if you notice, he'll, like, steal the guy's knife and, like, or, like, knock it out of his hand. Yeah, like, or... he'll hit it, the hand against the ledge <laughs> and throw the knife aside. Yeah. Mark fights with his fists. He doesn't fight with... His weapon. Besides when he's in... he is Moon Knight. Unless if he is Moon Knight. Or in his Moon Knight outfit. But when he's normal fighting, he disarms. 
which I think that's an interesting... It is very subtle. But it makes sense now when you think that there's a third personality. Well, and it does, when you think about there, there's a third personality, we do have this confirmation. Yeah. Once you, you start thinking about certain scenes in different ways. like, it makes sense. Um, so then Steven takes over very briefly. Or they're talking in the Blade. They're talking in Blade. I really, I how I, I did, forgot to mention in the last episode, but this show had a really clever use of mirrors and mirror-like objects. To talk to each other. Um, so, like, in the, in the last episode where they had, I forgot to mention it, I'm sorry, um, but in the storage unit episode where the walls look like mirrors, like, they're very reflective. Yeah. Um, and, like, any, any reflective surface, really. They can talk to each other. I really like how clever that is. They were talking in the blade when Mark, because Mark also passes out, and one of them is dead. Mm -hmm. And they come to... In a car on the way to the airport. Yeah. And he sees them. He, they jump out. He's chasing them. He gets knocked out. And next thing you know, they're both dead. I really... This scene was filmed completely with handheld camera. Mm-hmm. Which was driving me insane. Um, but you don't really like the handheld camera scenes. I really don't like handheld camera unless it is incredibly strategic and very seldom It was supposed used. to be... I mean, it is very seldomly used in this show. I... Because, okay, so... I prefer it when it's used in a way to kind of give you anxiety. I mean, that's like, what this episode, this scene was supposed to be. Yeah, I just... It was like, supposed to be the iconic I've chase used this, scene. I've used this example to for this before, but, like, the first Hunger Games movie. Yeah. When she gets... When she gets um, stung by the tracker jackers, for example, and mm-hmm. she's running through the the woods, or um, Deathly Hallows Part 1, uh, when yeah. they're running from the Snatchers, and they're running through the woods, and it's handicam footage, because yeah. they're anxious, and yeah. they're being chased. It's supposed to do, it's supposed to give the audience a I, sense of urgency. I think that, yes, a sense of urgency is a great way to put it. Or it's the same feeling as, like, in a horror movie, when you hear, like, the high-pitched whine. Yes. Where it's supposed to make your heart race. It just, some productions overuse the handicam. Mm-hmm. And I, it drives me a little bit crazy. Like, I'm watching a show. It's nausea-inducing. Like, I'm right? watching That's a show right now called Midnight Club. Yes. It's on Netflix. It's part of the Flanderverse, which is amazing. It's, like, Haunting on Hill House, Bly Manor. I watched part of it. I don't really like Midnight horror. Mass. I don't really like horror stuff, but I thought the story was really interesting. Where it doesn't really, it's like this one, it's a bunch of teenagers in the 90s, like in a hospice. But it relies on the, there's no handy cams, there's none of that, where it relies on the music to. It's very classic horror. 90s horror. Work. 90s horror. Yeah, but it's, like, specifically 90s horror camera work. But it's done, it's 90s camera work, but done in a 2020 way. Yeah, but, if like... If that makes sense. Once you're, um, I'm, I don't, do not pretend to be an f- expert on film. I'm just kind of observant about these things, because yeah. I find film really interesting. And I've gotten, I've gotten more observant with um, seeing this stuff. But I just think that... I, I don't really love the use of the handicam in this show specifically. I think that I think it overuses it slightly. But it it only does it in like the chase scenes, which there isn't that many. I think that this show, at least this shot, really reminded me 
of like one of those like found footage horror movies. Okay, so this is where we were kind of like, oh, there's got to be a third persona. Um, and then Khonshu makes the world dark. Like he puts like he moves the the sun in front uh, of the moon. The moon in front of the sun. Yeah, he's the god of the moon. Yes. So he doesn't move the sun. And then they go. That's uh, Osiris. They go to a pyramid. So. And a wall opens up. They talk like. How am I going to know what the portal is? And then a wall opens up and leads to the Great Pyramid of Giza. And then they met... I I apologize for butchering this name. He meets Yetzel? I think that's how you say it. That No, Yetzel was her name. Hathor. Y- y- yeah. yeah. But she's the avatar for Hathor, which is the goddess of love and music. Yes. <clears throat> and then, like, basically, they're basically having, like, a, a council of the gods. So... And I love how the one guy is just a guy. Like, he's just a dude. They're just all random people. Yeah. No, so, that's the thing. There's a lot more gods than that. No, 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 I know. But, like, just the people that are there, like, the council people. Mm -hmm. I'm just calling them the council. I don't think that that's what they're actually called. No, it's the council of the gods. That's what it is. Um, And we learn that Khonshu was banished before. For, so, here's the thing. In Egyptian mythology, the Egyptians gods have always stayed hidden. They don't meddle with mortal affairs, unlike Greek gods, mm-hmm. where Zeus would go down and party. Norse mythology, Thor would come down and party. Hindus, the same thing. A lot of like older African mythologies. Well, okay, so mythologies, I, and I've said this to you before, I'm more so talking to the people. Yeah. Um, but mythologies tend to bear, blah, 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 borrow things from each other. other. Yeah, so like the first... A lot of things are very similar. Yes, like Native American mythology is very similar to African and Egyptian. More of their gods. Well, that's why if you look at um, something like a creation story, for example, a lot of of the mythologies have very similar... There was one being that made... Like on the back of a turtle. Yeah. Um, Like, there's there's a million different... Like, stories for things. Like, origin stories for things. And also because people travel and take those stories with them. Or they, they, you know, over the generations and things of that nature. Like, things things kind of develop and and change throughout time. Which is a really interesting sociological um, Mm -hmm. conversation. um, The way that these stories change and ebb and flow. So, I mean, a lot of our normal... Well, but also if you look at even the, just the geography. So, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of these things... Ancient Greece is not that far from Egypt. No. So geographically speaking. Yeah, no. Geographically they are very close. So a lot of the religions in that pocket right there. I mean Greek and Roman mythology is the exact same. Yeah, I mean obviously they existed in different times. Yes. However, I... like generationally these things could you know, somebody could be like, oh, I heard this thing from a far-off land. Yeah, like, Roman mythologies are more planet-based. Um, so. so then the God Council summons Arthur. And I, okay, I'm just gonna say this right now. I really don't like Arthur. This I find dude. He gaslights so hard. This dude is the king of gaslighting. And I, I know, especially nowadays, that word is thrown around a lot. But this dude. This guy is so gaslighting. Look like he was a soul. He was solely responsible for trying to find a mitt. Which I mean, technically, Arthur's not wrong. Which we learn later in episode four. Gaslighting just gets worse. Like I felt 
bad for Kanchu, and Kanchu is a god of death. Yeah, but like, and I felt bad for Kanchu. I don't think Kanchu is inherently evil. No, but Kanchu made Arthur do things that made Arthur question his own morality. Well, I guess that brings up the conversation: Is Kanchu gaslighting Arthur? No, no, Kanchu is not gaslighting Arthur. So Kanchu, so the difference between Amit and Kanchu. Which I know I talked about a little bit in the previous episode. Well, it's that Amit wants to eliminate the evil, evil before it happens. At its core. Yeah. Well, Conchu believes... Basically wants to kill baby Hitler. But Conchu wants to make sure that they are inherently evil. He wants to... He want, She wants to eliminate evil before it happens. He wants to, to elim- punish people for, for Being having evil. the evil. So, I mean, which is right. I mean, killing... You can't kill someone before they've been bad. It's an like, innocent until proven guilty situation, though. Is it worse to have the person commit the evil crime? That's what I'm saying. It's an innocent until proven guilty. What classifies as evil, though? Could jaywalking be considered evil? Yeah. Could speeding? So what would... Yeah, what is... Like, what, is there a scale? Is there, like, a... I mean, there is a scale. No, 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 but I'm saying... I know what you mean. Is there, like... Is there... Because we don't need to go down too far down this road. But, but some people very view, relative. Some people view sin as, like, all... Like, it's all... But not... It's all under the same umbrella if it's sin, it's sin. But some people say drinking alcohol is a sin. This really encroaches on some dangerous territory that we don't really want to yes. touch on that much. Um, but, but... <laughs> what's your guys' opinion? Like, which one do you think is right? Conchu for... Personally, I'm on Conchu. I'm on Team Conchu. Yeah, same here. But let us know down... Um... Are you Team Amit or Team Conchu? Sarah will do a poll on Instagram that morning. But it's the same... same... Morning. Wednesday morning is the same thing as a philosophical question. Would be killing baby Hitler be a bad thing? That would be a mitt's perspective, while conscious would be to kill Hitler after what Hitler did. Would it be worse to let? Well, it's really the question. The question of are p are people are some people inherently evil? And then is it is it talk- nature or nurture? Yeah, just follow us on Instagram. You get all the updates much quicker on there. We do some stuff on Twitter, but that's mainly me. I try to get, um, I try to be as, um, more timely on Instagram. Yeah. It's, you get a lot more stuff in real time. Yes. And then Twitter, we get to eventually. Um, so then we learned that Amit was buried in secret, and there's a magi called Senfu. Yes, so. Who knew where she was buried. Do you remember what I told you about the magi? Magis were the pharaoh's protectors. So think like the secret service. Is Senfu a specific magi, or is it just the name of the magis in total? No, Senfu was a particular magi. Okay. I mean, there's, I mean, secret service has their own names. The magi is the title. And so the Magis are, there's only one Magi per Pharaoh. He's like the Secret Service, but he doesn't do it in hiding. And and they go to find this guy who has a sarcophagus. Yes. And it's this guy who has like this jou- like this medieval time style, like, Javelin, jousting. It's seriously. Some pole dance. Some like pole dance on horses. It gave me big. Medieval times energy. Do um and basically he has these giant like Louvre esque pyramids in the back. Just holding sarcophagus size sarcophagi, sarcophagus. Which I'm like, why do you just have these open glass pyramids of like valuable objects in your backyard? I don't know. Seems like a choice. So Senfu buried himself with the map mm-hmm. to find the tomb. And 
so it's Mark in the body right now, and then Steven in his brain is instructing him to make the star. Which... Or to fold the, to make the constellation. Yeah, which turns into a star. Yeah. Um, and then the guys, like, catch him. Like, talking to himself. Um, oh, his name is Anton. The guy, Anton. The guy with the medieval times. Why is everyone named Antoine Evil? Anton. Anton Evil. Right? Like, I can't think of a single... Sh- did, did Scott Lang name any of his aunt Anton? I know he had an Antonia. Yes, he had an Anton. If it had the name Ant in it, he named it. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, That's what that made me think of. Those ants that were... It was in the scene in Ant-Man 2 when the seagull was eating all the ants in the air. Oh, yeah. I knew that there had to have been an Anton. My favorite one is still Antonio Banderas. Banderas. That's still my favorite one. That's what it made me think of. Mm-hmm. Um, And so then Arthur arrives and offers Anton the scarab. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the gaslighting king. Yes, I really cannot stand this guy. I, I even Hawk did a really good job making me hate he, him. He, Haro is a genius though. He gaslit a god. Someone is trying to convince someone of something. Like if I was trying to convince, to question your reality. Yeah, to question your reality. Like to make you second guess and to make other people second guess. That your is reality. a very brief overview of what that is yeah and the name comes from like an old it's not a hitchcock movie but it's it's somewhere in that so type of vein there's also there's a movie called gaslight there so not to bring dc into this but there's an animated batman film called gotham by gaslight which is also the city's lit by gaslight but also batman and selena kyle catwoman gets very gaslit in it with them saying who the bad guy is, but and things like that. Right now, we're, like, a lot of people bring that word into a conversation, and it's, I know a lot of people have thought that it's started to lose its meaning because people overuse it, um, but I, I genuinely think that Arthur is 100% gaslighting. Gas- Oh, absolutely. Again, I'm not a doctor, but, like, I I understand what gaslighting is. He made is. me believe. Like, I know the outcome of this show, but Haro made me believe well, it that made, Haro was correct. He made me question the reality of the show. Yes. In a lot of ways. Especially later. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mark summons the suit, and there's a really cool shot of him flying through the air, and the the cloak like hit the cape it's a crescent moon it's so cool i love the moon knight outfit i absolutely we've been talking we were talking that matthew has a very similar body type to konishu like because he's really tall um and i think that he could do a really cool konishu i just cosplay. don't play i just don't know how i would make his neck face. is like invisible so i don't know how you would do that that part that's not even the part i'm concerned about it's how I'm gonna the make mask. the bird beak. Yeah. So basically, his, the guys are like shooting at, um, Mark, and he he just he, absorbs the bullets. He for, and then, that? like, he absorbs the bullets with his cape, like protecting Layla, like a shield, as a shield. And then he just twists and like launches them. Kind of like if you were to like, 
I don't know if you guys have seen those TikToks of the guy who like sets the table and then like whips the the, the tablecloth underneath. It's, it's a magic trick. No, I know. Or like when I don't know. If you remember in elementary gra- school, if your grandma taught you how to make a bed and you can bounce a quarter off of it, it was similar it, to that. It reminded me of. Do you remember in elementary school with the ball in the middle of the giant like tarp? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Where, like the giant, like rainbow. Yes, where spiral. you would just fling the ball up. Yeah, that that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, where you would just do it in the middle, and you would go, you would just like pull it towards the you. Parachute thing. Yeah, with the parachute, and then I just remember like lifting it up, and then everybody going inside. Yeah, yeah, that was like kindergarten. Oh, we did that all in all of elementary school. MPE, MPE, we had a giant one for like sixty kids. I say kindergarten. I was homeschooled for kindergarten, so I guess first grade. Yeah, in elementary school, we had one that would fit uh, sixty kids around. That's a big one. My school is really tiny, so. Yeah, no, my elementary school was probably bigger than my high school where I went. Um, but I mean, I'm sorry, but this suit puts Batman soup. Soup. Suit. This suit put Batman suit into shame like batman soup so steven takes over and and then layla she basically this whole episode has been wearing this like cardigan thing with these moons on it and she like takes them and like rips them off and then stabs the guy a la moon knight mm-hmm. um which okay other than arthur i think layla might be my least favorite person in this entire show i just kind of find her boring until episode six. I think, until the end of episode six. Yeah, until the end of episode six, I could just take her or leave her. I really like her at the but end. without her, Mark would not have found... I just find her kind of useless up until But then. Mark would not have found uh, Senfu's uh, sarcophagus. Senfu? Sen, Senfu. Senfu's... The Magi's sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. And then Layla... Yeah, she stabs the guy, and then Layla and Mark get away. Oh, no. And... Layla, or Mark, is... um. Stabbed all over the place, being held down. Yeah. Right after this. And he does this cool flip move. And, like... That was really cool. Because, um... Antoine is coming to kill Layla. With one of the spear pole dancing... Thingamajigs. The jousting stick? The jousting stick. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hell no! And he does the cool flip move, and knocks everyone out. And he runs... He moves Layla out of the way and throws one of his moon moonerangs at Antoine. And Antoine, you hear a thud, or you hear a, you hear like the boomerang hitting him in a thud, and he just falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they need Stephen to help solve the puzzle thing, and they learn mm-hmm. that it's a constellation. And Konshu remembers the night. He remembers every night that the. Because they need the the stars to, to look like that night to be in a certain place, and it's also been two thousand years. So then, Konshu basically like is able to wrote or Konshu and um, Stephen rotate the sky back two thousand years, and it looks so cool. I love I I love that scene so much. I put it in the promos mm-hmm. because I just think cinematically it is a really cool. And you see how the uh, stars and everything moves, you see. Yeah, and, like, being, as a kid, I was such a astrology nerd. Mm-hmm. Ast- 
astronomy. Sorry, not astrology. You were really into the zodiac. No, uh, astronomy. Not like I did take astronomy in my senior year of high school, and it was far too much math for my liking. I would have absolutely loved that. My high school had that. I would have loved to do that. That would have been so awesome. It was a lot of math, and I failed physics, so it was like yeah, it, no, you would have been terrible at that. It was it was really hard, but I liked it from like the. I liked learning about, like, the different stars and planets and things. Shoot, most of our constellations are Greek. Greek and Roman. Most of our constellations are. My favorite is Orion. It, like, I just wish that, that that class did not have nearly as much math as it had. Of course it has to have math. You know, each star, technically, the stars that we see are actually dead. Because, I mean, like, think about it. The sun takes eight light minutes to get to us. And stars are billions, if not trillions, of miles away. So that's light years away. So most of the stars that we see now are done, are dead. Mm-hmm. And it's just taking this long for us to see it. Basically, they get the GPS coordinates of the tomb. I do find these two. Which... Ep- I do find these specific two episodes that we're going to talk about today a little convenient. There are certain parts of these episodes that I just find to be like okay sure no i, I had a tomb, hard time like but, spending my distance. but here's the thing they weren't far from the tomb the tomb looked like it was right over the ridge like from where they were after like episode five i was like okay yeah i'm in but it was weird and wacky yeah. but i'm okay with it this episode it was starting to get a little frustrating to me because it felt like they were trying so hard to wrap things up. I just had an issue with it structurally. Mm-hmm. There's not it had I had nothing bad to say about the story itself. It was just the way that they were clearly trying to shove everything into six episodes. But here's the thing, it was set up to be unlimited series. Yeah, and that's fine. And like I I That's said, why it was put into the Oscar for a limited series, so they physically cannot make a second season. No, I just feel like they somewhat needed... I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't longer, but at the same time, there were certain things that felt really rushed and kind of convenient. But I mean, it would have been a lot worse in a movie. I agree with you. That That's why I'm kind of... That's why none of these TV shows could have been movies. There were just certain choices that were done, i.e. The, the GPS coordinates, that were just... I don't know how else they would have done it, so I don't really have any input on that front. But um, it just was a little frustrating as a viewer to um, to suspend my disbelief a little bit. Yeah. Um, just structurally. But, I mean... And then we see Khonshu get imprisoned. Um, the episode I... basically ends with Arthur huh. talking to, like, a Osiris. little... Yeah. So he... Arth- or Arthur and Osiris. So right before this, all the remaining gods, which there's only five, in Egyptian mythology there's, like, 15. And they've imprisoned, essentially, ten of them. Which we'll see more of that later, of the other gods imprisoned. But they imprisoned Conchu because of Conchu's manipulating people. Or and, manipulating the sky. Yes. And then episode four is entitled The Tomb. And it's just... There's another upside, upside down shot mm-hmm. of him walking into the tomb. The show really loves its own upside down shots. Um, and then they, basically there's a shot of all of these tiny little statues. And That's so right. All of the gods have yeah. these little 
action figures, so to speak. They're the imprisonment of the gods. And so we also see the reconclusion of the conversation that Haro and Kanchu were having, where Haro pretty much says, you are to be thanked, or I am thankful for how you treated me, because you pretty much gave me the win. And then Layla and Steven are getting chased by Arthur's people, mm-hmm. and she finds a flare and uses it as a distraction to beat the guy. Yeah, and then she throws another flare into the back of a explosion in the uh a ton of explosives and their vehicle pretty much blows up yeah and then they hop in a car together mark comes out and promises to leave when everything is over um so that layla can have peace and she is pissed no it's stevens no mark doesn't come out mark is talking through the mirror to steven oh you're right and steven tells layla he tells her why Conchu wants her, or why Mark left mm-hmm. in the first place, was because Conchu wants Layla to be his avatar. And if Mark fails and dies, Layla becomes it. Which, I mean, I can't blame him. Layla is strong. She has the Egyptian knowledge. She has the archaeology knowledge. Do all of this. Plus the fighting skill, which yeah. we saw in episode three. Um, and then... I just wonder what her suit will look like Yeah, with Conchu. They make it to the tomb, and Mark and Steven argue about Layla, and Mark is like, are you in love with her? Which, I so, think done without this weird love triangle. Because, no, um, Steven and Layla kiss each other, but I think it was more because he was being nice to her, and I got a feeling it was more of like a sympathy kiss. Yeah, or like a, I'm gonna calm you down kiss. Yes. Because Steven was also freaking out being in a tomb. Well, and then they find climbing. Um, and they climb down, and Steven sort of falls down. Well, and Mark punches Steven. Like, he punches himself. Yes. Um, and then they fall into the tomb, and the tomb, they basically found, find, um, they find out that the tomb is in the shape of the Eye of Horus. No. The tomb's not, the, they see the symbol of the Eye of Horus. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know this. But the Eye of Horus represents all six um, senses. Yes. And, it, okay, so the Eye of Horus, if you literally know anything about Egyptian mythology, even a little bit, the Eye of Horus, you know what the Eye of Horus looks like. Yes. That's like the big Egyptian icon. Motif. And um, each part represents a part of them. And the Magi, the first Magi was to protect Horus. So in Egyptian mythology, Horus is the only god that was turned from a pharaoh in egyptian mythology he was well loved and respected and everything and he acquired god status by the people he was revered when he died as a god and in most mythologies if you if you have enough people believe in something they turn into a god like for example in american gods by neil Gaiman, there's this is going to be kind of confident confident not dental, um, confrontational, but this is just from a book and a TV show. There's a bunch of different Jesuses at this party because every different controversial has a different representation of what Jesus looks like. And if you believe in something hard enough, 
you can make it true. It's the same thing if you believe in something bad is going to happen. You are releasing negative energy into the world. Not to get into this, but you're almost kind of like manifesting it. Yes. A little bit. Yeah, so... if you're so, so anxious about something happening, you're more than likely self-fulfilling prophecy a little. Yeah, and it's the same thing with a lot of the gods in older mythologies. Where if you manifested something enough, it will come true. So, so we learned that yeah. um, her final avatar was a pharaoh. And they basically find this altar. What I'm calling an altar? I don't know. It, it's a sacrificial altar. Um, And they find fresh blood. Yes. So they were sacrificing people there. And Harrow finds them. No, it wasn't pharaoh. It was... um Harrow. It wasn't Harrow. It was one of their... Uh, no, it was... um. It wasn't a jackal. It was one of the, um... It was a Hekka. Which is a sorcerer. Yes. And they hide... They... So the Hekkas were the ones that would perform the mummifications. Sacrifice? Not the sacrifice. The mummification. Like, taking out the organs with the utensils to lead everything but the heart. I really like... So, basically... Layla goes and climbs up a wall, and she gets caught by the Hekka, uh -huh. and she ends up stabbing a flare in its eye? No, that was outside. That was on the ledge. Oh. Yes, that was on the ledge. Okay. Wasn't it? This is... No, she, the one that was on the ledge, is the, she just threw that one over. Because it was going towards Steven, because Steven climbed up and was on, like, a wooden platform. No, Steven crushed that one. The flare one was the one on the cliff. Mm -hmm. And then Arthur arrives, and so there's the scene between Arthur and Layla, and then it's intercut with a scene of, of Stephen finding, finding the tomb. Finding the tomb, and... So, um, he finds, he realizes that the tomb, the sarcophagus, is Alexander the Great. Yes, the loss. That's the thing, Alexander the Great was never a prophet. A pharaoh. A fa or, he was never a pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Or technically... Here's the thing. He might have been for Never a confirmed to be. I think he was. I don't remember. I don't I know a lot more about the Greek gods than I do the pharaohs. But the pharaohs were supposed to be gods, representations of gods, mm -hmm. which makes sense why his because Alexander the Great was also a great fighter and a great general and a great leader, which makes sense why Amit, what he was Amit's avatar. It makes sense when you think about it. He was a great leader. He conquered half of the known world at that time. Mm -hmm. Was under Egyptian rule. So, I mean, um, it makes sense. Yes. And we learned that Layla's dad was an archaeologist. So I'm led mm -hmm. to believe. So then, back to Steven. He rips the mouth of the, the mummy open. Yeah. and Because he, he realizes with the he realizes that um, on there, there's a hint on where it is. Yeah, and he finds the little statue, which is called an Ushapti. Yeah. I the, hope I'm saying that right. So, Ushapti is what's also holding all the other gods, which mm -hmm. makes me think, if I was Layla... The Ushapti is just like the what the little figures are called. No, that's where the god is. That's what the yeah. god is imprisoned in. That's what the little figure no, is I called. Know. I know, that's... That's the tomb. That's where they're imprisoned, is in that. Mm -hmm. Mark didn't kill her dad, but he was there, yes. and his partner killed him. Yes, because he tells Stephen what happened. And so at this point, 
he doesn't have Khonshu. He lost his Moon Knight abilities. And then, of course, Haro shows up and just kills him. No, well, Mark... Layla shows up. Mark, Mark comes out, mm-hmm. and he uses the, the ancient axe from Alexander the Great's tomb. Yeah. And he starts beating everybody with it. And then Arthur shoots him. Yeah. And I said, he cannot be dead. And that's pretty much the end of that episode. But I guess in Loki, they quote-unquote killed Loki in the fourth episode. I'm pretty sure. Um, And then, so then we get two guys in a jungle. Mm -hmm. And a skeleton comes out of nowhere. And I was like, they made a movie about TV. Is there a big time jump? And then... It's much Indiana Jones. And we get... Basically, they're watching a movie in this, like, futuristic-looking Or what we believe is futuristic. Um, and he... It's... Steven is in there, mm-hmm. and he has this little figurine of Moon Knight. Yes. And we figure out that Arthur is a doctor. Yeah. Um, in, in here, yeah. And Mark is starting to come to, and he tries to run away. But his foot is uh, tied. Yeah. Did you catch that? Um, and then he runs into a room to hide and finds Stephen trapped into a, in a sarcophagus. Yes, on the ground because he's hearing like, "Help me, help me, save me, save me!" In I'm Mark's trapped voice. in here. Yeah. No, in Stephen's voice. Yes, that's what I mean. In and Stephen's voice. They're separate bodies. That's the thing. They're got a parent trap situation. They're in. I think they're in. Uh, their mind. Um, and then there's another sarcophagus that we see person. later of someone banging. And they and leave then they that open one alone. The doors, and there's this giant hippo that goes, oh, hi! And that's the end of the episode. So, for episodes three and four, excluding episodes five and six, where does the stack show you? Excluding five and six. I just from... really liked one and two, and I didn't really like three and four, and then I really liked five and six. Okay. So, um, at this point... Because we watched the the rest of the... We watched one and two, and then we one day... And or we watched one, two, and three in one day. And then... No, we watched one and two one day, we watched three the next day, and then we watched four, five, and six today. And <sighs> I... At this point, before we started the last two episodes, I was like... Where did it stack for... I didn't like it okay. at this point. Okay. Um... But that's how the TV shows have been for you. You don't like the first half. I liked the first episode a lot. I thought it was really interesting and really different. I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like how this show, gonna use the word again, gaslights me into. It's just horror. Yeah, I just don't, like, I guess WandaVision gaslights you a little bit too. But it just, it was questioning really the reality and questioning what's going on. Um, I didn't really love that aspect of it, but the last two episodes really saved it because they were so interesting. Yeah. Um, and so wacky. Yes. Um, so, what about you? I really like Moon Knight because it is different than anything else we've had. Which, I know I say that in every single TV show. All TV shows are so different from each other. But... This is so different than most of the MCU. Because we've never had a character like Moon Knight. Like, yes, we've had characters, but we've never had one that relied on someone else for their power. Well, and... If that makes sense. I think this show, while we could have watched it way, way earlier than we did, 
I don't think I would have had an appreciation for it until now. Okay, so that is the end of this episode. Join us on Friday for the finale of TV Show Month. Finally! (laughs) Back to the movies. It's been a very long month, if you can't tell. Um, so yeah, join us on Friday, and... I mean, this is the last episode of November. This is the last episode of November. Happy December. Follow us on Instagram and on TikTok for some advent calendar content. Yes, and then on YouTube, I will probably be doing Lego, like, advent Marvel-themed advent calendar Lego building. Mm -hmm. Just small little time lapses once a day or maybe once a week and just do all seven in one episode also i'm gonna push it again support us on patreon if that's something you want to do um we have we have a one dollar a three dollar and a five dollars here and the three dollar you get behind the scenes content like my deep dives on different characters which i need to i have a few more that uh we just need to edit and we'll have a we'll have a ton more up pretty soon but yeah, if there's any, just like I say in every episode, if you want a specific comic book character from, it can be any fandom. It can be DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, Vertigo, okay, etc. Just let me know, and I will do a deep dive on them, and I will also give you a shout out on the Patreon. Yep, and uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll see y'all on Friday. Bye. If you'd like to send us any feedback or messages, you can follow us on Instagram at the fan club underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fan club underscore podcast and chat with us over on reddit.com slash r slash fan club podcast. And don't forget to tune in every Marvel Monday. See you next time. Bye.